of Sometimes Heroes, Season 2, Episode 33. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, my name's Molly, and I play Eden, the noble human sorceress slash wizard. Hello, my name is Eric, and I play Sten, the half-orc barbarian. Or half-orc doggo. <laughs> Hello, my name is Eric, and I play Sten, the half-orc dog. <laughs> Hi, my name is Amanda, and I play Galena, the dwarven bard. Hi, my name is Mark, and I play Geesh, the human fighter paladin. And my name is Winter, and I play the elf druid Sariel. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, y'all got into town. Uh, you disguised Sten as a dog, which that polymorph spell probably wore off a little while ago, and now he is just a Sten in his room. Although, he is left with all of your non-specific combat gear, because you loaded up all your packs with treasure only, and you... Went to the Amber Sun compound after chatting with folk in the bar to see who might have had enough scratch to actually get together and pay you for what you have. You uh, got in a kind of tense situation that you weren't sure about, but somehow they just let you go and everything's fine. You are just stepping out of the Amber Sun compound. They are closing the gates behind you. May I open the scene? Mm -hmm. uh, Eden, I don't think we thought this all the way through. What do you mean? Gij looks at the multiple treasure chests full of gold. Um, I don't think we can transport this. Oh, come on. You're a strong lad. I figured that we would just pile them up on your shoulders and, you know, just tie them down with that fancy magic rope of yours. And yeah, that'll work, right? I don't I think that the chance of us being robbed or anything is uh, is high at all. You know, as long as I was a servant, I never really quite got the noble sense of humor. And I still don't get it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, just messing with you. Yeah, no, you're totally right. This is awful. The hey. lot of you are all just weighed down with even more weight than you had when it was just treasure, as you are carrying concentrated coinage now. Can we, um, so we're all carrying, well, Galena's not, because she didn't get any money. Well, I guess Iria sent her some things. Yeah, you had to help carry stuff, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get all this stuff over there, because Sten's not with you. Is there a way to glamour it or um, make someone invisible when they're carrying this? Well, I can help with that. It just, I can't make it last for that long, though. So I guess we just need to figure out where we're going before we try anything like that. One of the main problems is not that people know that you have money, that that's a problem for sure. But one of the main problems is that you can't carry anything else while you're carrying about this amount of money. This is an obscene amount of gold that would slow us down tremendously. Didn't you say that that one fellow who I'm pretty sure was trying to cheat us was going to offer you a writ of credit? Eden? That is correct. I'm pretty sure the Amber Sun could give us a writ of credit, though I'd really prefer to diversify where our money is because, you know, the Absol Empire hates us. True. Uh, Though at the moment, I'm not sure I have any better ideas if the main thing we're looking for is trying to get rid of a bunch of dead weight as quickly as possible. I guess we'll just head back in and see if we can't get a rid of credit with them. And I'm sure they'll probably be happy to have their money back. And they are everywhere, so I assume it will continue to be useful. I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> as you guys are discussing this and considering turning back towards the gate, you hear a jovial but accented voice. Hello, Geesh. We have a meeting as you turn and see Lahoo walking down the street with his staff and uh, black hair pulled back into his bun. Who? The one who? of the the guy who was leading to Han's men. Who's we, this joker? Uh, it's the guy who was leading to Han's men. Wait, are you asking in character or are you just not sure? Out of character. Yeah, it's it's the guy who was leading to Han's men. Um, <laughs> who's, who's to Han? 
This is the leader of the mercenaries that you met at the front of the Cold Forge. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. So Galena has no idea who it is. Galena, you recognize these men. They came in a couple days ago and have been paying well. And uh, occasionally this gentleman specifically uh, attempted to flirt with you a couple times. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, you know my friend Guige? Uh, yes, we are acquaintances. We have worked opposite each other once. He gestures you away from the gate because you're just like standing near like three or four guards who are looking down at you. Guy's immediately suspicious of this because he said he might talk to him later. And this sounds like what he just told. I think her name was, what was her name? Aster? Haster. Haster. This sounds like what he just told Haster. And he's like, how the heck does he know what I just told her? Let me roll to see if this is fishy. Okay. Inside him. And Guy will communicate this. He'll say, how the hell does he know what I just told Haster. I rolled an 8 in Insight. You can't tell. He's got a pretty good poker face. He seems to just be coming towards you and generally being like, come this way, away from the gate. He also seems a lot more pleasant than he was last time. He seems to be more, like, every time I've seen this guy, he's been really stern. Gish will quickly communicate these things, and then he'll he'll say, we should try to get rid of credit, but let me see if this is on the level and this isn't a trap. Maybe he has some good insights. So he's just going to leave the group with all the treasure and step over to him. We need to figure out what he wants from us. Galena could probably do something like persuade or intimidate. Well, what would Galena do right now if you are wanting to interrupt Gij's approach as Gij drops his exceptionally heavy backpack on the ground? What's this guy's name again? Uh, Lahu Tahan. Tahan says that they worked opposite each other at one point. And just the, the awkward way the interaction is going, Galena is just kind of like a little bit mistrusting and she says trying to see if i want to intimidate him just just so you know you guys are like yelling 50 feet away as this guy is walking towards you okay so i'm going to try performance by loudly saying if he can't tell us why it's important to talk to us now then we should just head back in and makes a show of of helping him put the bag back on his back and pointing to where they should be walking like away from him and saying all right guys let's go find someone who will help us because she's like, I don't really like him. He's kind of sketchy. Gish, do you want to go along with us? I don't understand what her goal is. He's like telling us to follow him somewhere away from other people. Like, it's kind of sketchy. At the very least, Gish like, understands what hints she's dropping. He's not going to follow him. He does want to intercept before he gets too close, just because, I don't know, this this situation seems progressively more sketchy. Okay, Galena, as Gish is not supporting your performance, roll it again. So you're rolling at disadvantage. I rolled a 24 for my low and a 26 for my high. Well, that's not nothing. You diva up pretty hard in the middle of the street and grab the straps on Gij's backpack and start dragging it towards the gate. Lahu seems a little bit alarmed when this happens, but he just walks straight up to you, Gij, and puts his hand out as if to clap your shoulder and says, you're late for our meeting. And he's saying, even though he's right in your face, he's saying it loud enough for the guards behind you to hear. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll roll a perception to see if he seems different. Uh, that's not what perception is. I mean, well, do you want to make sure it's him? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Then you want to roll and investigate. All right, I'm going to roll and investigate. Because you can see him fine. It looks like him. I rolled a 13. Probably him. He's not oh. in a dark room and now he's in a bright street. So he looks a little bit different, but not like overly much. Okay, then he will say, oh, uh, do you need to talk to just me, or did my friends go in and get a writ of credit for all our gold? 
It would be better if you waited a moment and let me describe something to you. He's saying this quietly just to you. There's no good reason a runner would ask me if I had previous business with you if they were not considering, hmm, delaying you indefinitely. Ah, yeah, no, sure, okay. He's just now nodding and he sees what he's trying to do. Perhaps do not use my name in this fashion again. Baroness Hastor is a powerful woman and I do not want to be under her scrutiny overly much. Right, right, sorry. Uh, the rest of your party is, I assume, that Sariel and Eden are going along with Galena's ruse. Yeah. The rest of your party is advancing towards the gate. And out of character, because I'm, I'm feeling still drunk, he's telling me not to deal with her, right? Mark, have uh, you been drinking? No. <laughs> he's telling you to wait a second. Like, let me talk to you before you go back in. At right, least. so he's, he's saying she's bad news. You definitely get that impression. As he sees them start to advance, he turns around and like, oh, okay, um, let me go get them. And he'll quickly dart over to the group and say, hey, guys, wait, we should get back to the inn and check on Sten. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good idea. You look behind you and see Lahu in the middle of the street, and he's got his uh, staff, and he's sort of waving at the guard up on the wall, and he says, Kethro, I haven't seen you in years. This, uh, this human over here has a meeting with me, and he wants to go back inside. Make me wait. What a, what a lark. Geese then Lolly says, oh, us humans and our very poor sense of time, nothing like like the hobgoblins, their performance. He fails at his performance. The guards look suspicious. But do you want to try to convince these guards that you weren't just trying to go back inside and everything was fine? I guess. Yeah. I want to say Sariel would have at some point been like, we didn't deal with them publicly to do this, we should probably at least deal with them publicly to get the root of credit. I don't think Sariel would just walk back in there. I guess what I'm saying is I wasn't aware the scene had progressed that far since we kind of got interrupted. No, you haven't opened the gates or even gotten to the guys for them to be like, all right, uh, where are you, where's your paperwork? But they are standing atop a wall and the guards in front of the gate can see you just in the street. Right, right. So Geesh has turned around to try and stop everyone. Um, That's the main question. Are people coming with Geesh or are they continuing to go back? And it seems like Sariel is like, I want to go with Geesh. Or at the very least, just standing around. I want to say Sariel would probably be advancing kind of towards Geesh, I guess. Ugh, pressure. Uh, I think I would probably do the same. Galena? Galena is hesitant. Are we all just going to leave Galena standing there and let her see that she needs to follow along? With a big bag of money? Well, we're starting to move our money away from the gate. Giz, you go back and recover your money from Galena? Yes. Galena, if you are hesitant, that's the time where you're like, I want to roll insight. What's going on here? Okay, I want to roll insight. Who are you inciting? The dude. Tehan. The dude. Insight the dude. A nine. Shrug. Yeah, she's just like, I'm going to go check on Stan. Okay, (laughs) Galena, you walk off alone up the street with your big jangly backpack of money. Okay. Wait, why is she going by herself? Aren't we all going back to the inn? Isn't that where Tahan said, isn't that where Lahu said we were going to go to our meeting? Uh, he did not specify a location. He just merely said, come away from the gate. And is he not standing in the direction of the toe jam and churl? Not really. He's not standing opposite of it. He's sort of standing uh, parallel street-wise. Okay, um, well, now that that's been distinguished, he'll say, did you want to return to the toe jam and churl? Uh, that is acceptable. All right, great. Let's let's head that way then. This way, Galena isn't by herself. Okay. Probably for the best. All right. So you guys begin to walk back towards the toe jam and churl mm-hmm. once you get a street or two away from the inner wall of the amber sun compound well who turns to you and says 
You seem to have a good haul, looking at your packs. It's all just mulch. <laughs> mulch. That, that is a, a very good jest, Lady Milan. Ha ha, ha ha. Ah, thanks. But perhaps if you do not want to be the target of banditry for the foreseeable future, you may want to open an account with the Ember Sun. I could assist you in acquiring a common ledger without running into any more he looks around unpleasantness. That's a tempting offer. We have a rocky relationship with the Avsol and its more closely tied businesses. I have heard your names a couple of times in passing. They seemed to have a relatively low opinion of you. But if you were to invest in other people, you could make a series of smaller investments with those that are willing, but these will be time-consuming as well as risky under the best of circumstances. And you do not know these partners. They are just as likely to take your money and disappear. Right, right. I mean, credit to the Absol and the Hobgoblins. Well, credit to your people, really. You guys are all about fairness. Okay, sure, yeah. No, I would absolutely welcome that help. I see you are happy with the amount you were paid. Gish is nodding, but then looks at everyone else just to see if they also feel comfortable with it. I vote yes. It was quite sure. generous. Ah, well, I guess you name-dropping the son of Hera is good. I assume they would stiff you or kill you, depending. Wait, what now? Uh, can I roll a history to see if I know who the son of Hera is? I'm pretty sure he's referring to himself. I believe that Sariel crit on history or rolled very well on history when she was like, who are these guys? Tahan's third line was founded by Hera Tahan. She is the leader of that group. Oh, she was the Tahan that founded the third line. You must be her son. Gij will look surprised and say, oh, well, I'm glad we didn't end up killing each other. Uh, and then he shakes his hand more heartily as they all continue to walk back. Okay. You guys get back to the toe jam and churl. You step into the room. It's still pretty busy right now. Lots of trade caravans sitting, enjoying the day. He joins you at your table. You see that his men are getting into their drink, but he appears very sober. Cool. We would like to go get that root of credit. Thank you for vouching for us and not letting us just get murdered. There is one more person in our party that we would like to get. You uh, would absolutely want them to be present for such a signing. All right, so we're going to need just a quick moment. Very quick, promise, I think. Should be of course. Should be fast. Gij will stay at the table, and he is enjoying Lahu's company, because Lahu seems to be a much more pleasant person than he realized. You and Lahu do that. Uh, I can I can be at least one of the people who runs up to try to go get Sten. Okay, Eden, you run upstairs and uh, step into the room. Sten, what have you been doing this whole time? I think probably sleeping, like a whole bunch. And then you said all the weapons and stuff are up here, right? Mm-hmm. All the weapons and camping gear and stuff like that is up here. I, I think I'd probably spend some time surveying the weapons and like, despite the fact that I, I'm not actually like a weapons master and don't know what I'm doing, I'd be like looking at them very importantly, maybe like sharpening them here and there and being like, yep, 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 looking good. Just trying to find ways to be important, <laughs> uh, but mostly probably sleeping. So I imagine when I'm encountered, I am probably taking a long nap. One bed is covered with all the weapons and gear and the other one has Sten all sprawled out. Yes, yes. Actually, no, I think I'm on the same bed with all the weapons. <laughs> you oh. miss sleeping with the sword? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, like, no. <laughs> I'm like sort of like contorted around the weapons as though sleeping with several cats. May I make a suggestion to you, Eric, that when Eden Absolutely. and Sariel enter the room, you are laying as a dog would because you probably fell asleep as a dog? Well, yeah, like maybe like just like like sort of like a Superman pose, just like stretched out like a dog would, you know, like when dogs kind of lay like that. Curled around the, the sharp cats, a.k.a. swords. Yes, the sharp cats, yeah. 
Um, Eden and Sariel, you want to wake him up? Oh, but he looks so peaceful. I will try gently poking. Hello. Um, sorry to wake you and apologies in advance for bombarding you with a bunch of information, but we do kind of need you for something important downstairs. <laughs> the weapons are safe. The weapons are safe. Good morning. Oh, hi. Is it actually morning? What time is it, James? It's just in the afternoon. It's early afternoon. I was a dog, right? I didn't dream that. No, that that was real. Okay. All right. Let's do this important thing you're talking about. Yes. So short version is, I'll just explain to Sten how we are trying to get this writ of credit. We need all parties present there. However, I know that we have an issue with you walking around as you are. Possibly, we just don't want anybody to, you know, try to give you any problems. So if you would like to, I can offer you the chance to go down to the pub as something else. It'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. How about a dog again, but this time like a bulldog? I think it would probably be better if it were some race that could speak common as opposed to speaking Bork. Okay. Okay. And so talking dog is not, that's not in the in question. Mm. No, that's not really an option, okay. I don't okay. think. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, elf. Human. How about dwarf? Yeah, that works, too. Let's go with dwarf. <laughs> this is going to be funny. That was the plan. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this. This will be fun. I'm going to rub my hands together, and I'm actually going to try to use this scroll that I've had sitting in my pack for what feels like a year and a half. <laughs> Ha 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 ha. Sincerely, I don't even remember when you picked that up. I don't even remember where we got it. I I, re I think it actually was in like 2016. Okay. Describe what kind of generalized dwarf you want to turn him into. All right. So we'll go with the Incredible Hulk. You'll be uh, big and green, except you'll be like two feet tall. I'm a green dwarf. That sounds great to me. No, I'm totally joking. Damn it. I was thinking something a little less conspicuous. How about like remember the the stinky dwarf? What was it old uh, old greasy? <laughs> Boris Eden roll Narcana real quick. Just okay. Give you in character information. Eden ooh Eden rolled a twenty four in Arcana. You can only change his height and general dimensions by a little bit. So if you made him into a dwarf, he'd be a very tall dwarf. Oh darn. Okay. Well, I'm glad you told me that. Okay. Make him a dwarf. A dwarf. Ooh, that's a thing, right? Half half elf, half dwarf. Uh, they are not a thing. Dang it. <laughs> James, like is, not a James thing. is a party pooper. I, I don't understand the biology of, of this universe. He Rip poops knock. on parties. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to go with something a little bit taller. So perhaps an elf, maybe? Or just a very tall human? Oh, goblin. Or, or a big old goblin. Wait, I can't be a big old dwarf? Well, it wouldn't be very useful because I can't change your height to the point where you would look believable as a dwarf. Sorry. Oh, big old goblin, you mean a hobgoblin. Yeah, I guess I can be a hobgoblin. They're not so bad. Maybe make me like a dashing hobgoblin like that one guy whose name I forget. You know, like... the guy who's like hairless. Gazi? Gazi, yes. Oh, okay. Alright, well I will certainly do my best. Okay. How close do you want to make him to Gazi? Do you want to make him... Because you've got a pretty good memory of Gazi, specifically because he was mostly undressed in front of you guys most of the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll try to get the body right, but I do want the face to resemble Sten a little bit more, just so, you know, all 
parties are not totally freaked out when he comes downstairs. <laughs> okay. Sten, your flesh visibly molds and changes and gets a little more grayish, and you lose a lot of hair, I assume. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your tusks recede, and you uh, you look like a hobgoblin. Got oh, that. that feels weird. Yes. Okay, so y'all come down the stairs. All right, get ready for some role-playing action. Let's do this. Oh yeah, action. Stan's just going to walk down the stairs and he's going to get in character as a hobgun and be like, hello, everyone, I'm important. <laughs> hello, um, everyone. Uh, sorry about that. I have returned with uh, our final associate. This is um, Sten Stenzi. <laughs> I'm Stenzi and I'm a Navy man. Uh, yes. Gillen is like completely taken aback. First the dog, now this. What the hell? What's going on, guys? Sten's had a Shit. weird week. Day. Sten. Galena pokes him. Hello, Galena. Fair Hi. winds to you. Because that's a thing we say. It is, <laughs> as a Navy man that I am. So as Sten Gazi sits down at the table declaring himself to be a Navy man, and you give him the name of Stenzi, who looks at him, squints, sort of leans back in his chair and smiles, and he says, this is excellent. Good idea. Shall we? Yes, please. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's get this sorted out. Okay, so he pushes his chair back and moves out the door and gives his men a little sign and they all wave and go, ah, but uh, you guys get back to the compound relatively quickly. They go you, what? They give a wave of their hands and just make a like a non-committal grunting noise. Oh, I just wanted oh, okay. you to make the noise again. Ah. 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 Okay, so you guys get back to the compound and when they ask for papers, he immediately steps out and in High Goblin declares himself and that he is representing and then he stops and he turns back to you and says, what's your what's your company name? Oh, uh, this is the part in the video game where you go and you type in the name and you spend three hours and you don't yep. even need to play the game. The Sometimes just, Heroes. The Fearsome yeah, Fleet. You just say... The sometimes heroes? And he looks at Sariel in agreement. He turns back and says that in Goblin. A man is just basically like dictating in a little guardhouse next to it. And they exchange a little bit of money. And then he steps through the gate. And you guys find yourself on the parade ground again. He leads you to a side building. And we're going to skip the bureaucracy as Lahu handles it for you. There's going to be a very small fee of 100 gold. Basically, yeah, Lahu is basically like, I spent this much money to get you in mm -hmm. and to get you various things. But you guys decide right now you have 56,000 gold. How much of it do you want to put into the Amber Sun as basically an investment? They give you and Lahu explains that they will give you what is called a common ledger. They will give you five of them. So each one of you has one. They are small books. The text inside them occasionally just changes. The ink seems to swim around on the page. Oh, is it Magitech? Uh, just magic. Oh, man. I like Magitech. He informs you that there is basically a ledger page that shows you how much you have, and there are other pages that you can write down how much you intend to pay someone and for what. It's basically a checkbook. Once it's complete and both parties have signed it, it tears in half and they have a receipt that they can take to any uh, Amber Sun compound and get money from it. How much is in the balance? How much do you want to put in? Well, there's five of us. 56,000 five ways is 11,200. 
Could we each just take that portion and figure out how much we want to carry on hand for our individual selves and put the rest away? Uh, that makes sense. Sounds far too logical. I'm trying to work out mentally, like, how much would be reasonable to carry, like... Yeah, same here, especially weight-wise. I mean, if I'm carrying around, let's say, a thousand, is that going to be just a huge-ass bundle that's going to weigh me down? A thousand gold is heavy, but it's not inconceivable to carry. Okay, so maybe a little less than that. Maybe like 500. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 500. Yeah, and you all have gold on you already. Yeah, um, Geesh currently already has 300 gold on him, so he's just going to keep 200 of that and make it just an even 11,000 for his uh, writ of credit. So in this situation, you're investing as a company and not as individuals, so all of your ledgers are duplicates. Anything you write in one will appear in the others. Uh, yes. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we all understood that. Okay. Geesh is kind of skittish to share all his money with people because he's used to having nothing. Um, it's okay, it, Keish. It's okay to have new experiences. He kind of wants to, like, like he has priority on the 11,000. Is that possible to do? Bahu turns to you and says, you can have a person who has veto power on purchases, but that is it. I mean, I trust all of you. I don't know if that's really necessary. I don't really know, realistically know how much money I can spend on cheese, so I think you guys are all good. You'd be surprised. Possibly, you, that's true. You will scratch his chin and say, I think I might want to make some investments when I get back to Hamels. I don't want you guys to be surprised by that. What kind of investments? He quickly looks around the room and says, I'll tell you guys later. don't want to discuss those finer business dealings in mixed company. I think Sariel's going to hold on to 500 gold. Uh, she'd hold on to less, but this city seems to be a little expensive. All right, well, Eden's going to hold on to 500 as well, just because that seems like a reasonable amount. So yeah, Gij will hold on to two of the 11,200 and put 11,000 11, away. Okay, so that's Gij, Sariel, and Eden. I think I'll just gonna hang on to like what I've got. My character sheet lists 500 now, 500 some. I think I'll invest all the rest. Is that doable? Yeah, yeah you want to just put it all in. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I just want maybe a hundred extra gold. Okay, and a hundred for you. So that make that means we're depositing fifty two thousand nine hundred. Jeez. I'm gonna trust your numbers on that. Me and Eden both held on to five hundred. You were holding on to two thousand. Did I understand that correctly? No, I'm holding on to no two hundred. Yeah. My bad. So no, my numbers are not correct at all. Glenn is holding on to hundred, so it'd be fifty four thousand seven hundred. Yep, I just did calculator and that that lines up. Okay, so now you have the common ledger. Nice. Which will just sort of keep track of how much money you have, and anywhere that takes it, you can spend it. But you said we each had a book for it, right? Yes. More book? Basically, just to show you how this works, they take the entire initial invest investment and write it down in the ledger, and they show you that they have a master ledger, mm -hmm. and... Gij goes in and writes that he wants to withdraw 200. And then in the master ledger and all of your ledgers, it has his name next to the minus 200. And the total number in your books change. Hmm. So as we uh, as we wrap up this exchange, Isariel would like to pay Lahu for his, his services. Would she know or can she roll to know how much would be appropriate with a fairly generous tip for that kind of middleman service? He was going to take 100. If you wanted to be extremely generous, 150 would be very good. Okay, that's that's what we'll do then. Sariel will uh, chip in 50 of her own her own gold for that. Thanks for 
not letting us get murdered. Thank you for sending one of my men on. He's just counting on his fingers because he's not an educated man. <laughs> and then he fishes 30 gold out. He's, he's like, we each do 20. That's that. But you gave 50. Uh, here. And he gives him 30. This is one Which of the is, things is you can just take it from the common well now instead of trying to figure out who, how much oh. everybody's splitting up and tipping this guy. If you all want well, to tip him, you can just do that. Well, I feel like we would just give him the coin because he's a man on the road. He needs that coin in his pocket. Yeah, I think I think that's reasonable. But so, yeah, I think he deserves a tip. Does everyone give him 20 or do you guys want to give him more? I'll give him it, 25. Okay, okay, subtract however much money you want to give him. You just gave him 30... So well, yeah, I guess that leaves me with 475 now. Well, geez, Gee's just being more generous than me. You're making me look bad. <laughs> oh, it's I mean, sorry. Well, lives. if we want to if we want to just do this from the common ledger, we can just do that and say we just subtract 150. Yes. One of the things that this does that's, is That's the easiest way to do it. Avoid this situation. Okay, cool. We did that then. Okay, Perf. so add, add back however much money you just subtracted yeah, from yeah, your yeah. own wallets and he gets handed a string of gold from the desk and he nods at you guys graciously awesome hobgoblin friend this is good yes uh, oh wait oh i see <laughs> so as you guys are walking out again and you pass by a bunch of carts that are loading up you see a familiar face you see carter oh oh my gosh I'm trying to think of stan would be hey, guess what? clever enough no he's an idiot stan's an idiot carter, carter we didn't die. alive <laughs> Carter, Carter did not burn to death. Carter? Carter looks over. He was sort of fussing over this big stone tablet that was being pushed into a cart. Looks at you guys and jogs across the parade ground. What? He, uh, hello. Uh, you you all made it. I'm I'm so pleased to see you. Um, as he jogs over, he mutters in response to Eden saying, "We didn't get burned to death." He says, "Well, almost." Well, <laughs> that that's true. We got burned to, you know, maybe a quarter of a way I, towards I, I death. Got, I got pretty roasted. Uh, Although hey, you, you had that crazy health potion. Yeah. He quickly tells Galena who Carter is as he comes over. Oh, that's right. Galena doesn't know this guy. Yeah. Hi. Hey, this is our so, friend Galena, who, who wasn't able to join us. Oh, they, they mentioned you. It's a pleasure to meet you. And he reaches down to shake your hand. Uh, nice to meet you, too. So you know these guys as well as Iria? Yes, Iria. Pleasant lady. Uh, at this point, Carter looks over to Lahu and glares. It's slightly less pleasant to see you here. Hey now, hey now. He he pats both his hands on uh, on Carter's uh, breastplate. He says, "It's it's okay, you know." He was trying to to. It's okay. He doesn't know where he's going with that sentence, but he wants to make sure things stay civil. Yes, it's okay. It's perfectly fine that they stole six hundred gold from the library of Zolgrada. Well, and I mean, Lahu just like bristles at this. Well, you're getting even more back, right? Yes, I am, and it's only because of you. So, I shall let it go. So, Iria behaved herself. She doesn't seem the type who behaves themselves, but she was useful. So, I suppose that's as good as we're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Gij will then ask, oh, do you still have our letters or did you hand them off to someone? Oh, yes, 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 of course. Uh, he rifles through his uh, satchel and pulls out the letters you gave him. I, I suppose you won't need me to send these anymore. Thank goodness. Huh. No, I guess not. Thanks. 
He feels weird and takes the letter back. He, as he puts the, the letter in his pack, he says, it's not every day you write a debt. Okay, well, I write, I've written a few of these, but it's not every day you get it back. Well, who like looks over at you and sort of realizes what was going on, and he's like, that's bad luck. You're never supposed to write a death letter. He shrugs. <laughs> death letter? Yeah, we had to fight a dragon. Oh. And a ton of other things. But so is this is this your final stop, Carter? Is is the trading company going to handle it here, care of the Abzal government? No, I'm heading off with the cargo. He makes it seem like it's shady business. He looks around. But I, I believe I'm not even heading back to Zograd. I'm heading back to Black Hill, hmm. in Umbria. Where is that? Out of character. Someone remind me. That is east of Medina, right, James? Black Hill is east of Medina. It's basically... Umbria is between the Avzal and Medina, but uh, Black Hill is just east of where you are now. It's about halfway to Zolgrada. Oh, so what's happening over there? He looks around again. I, I, I really shouldn't tell you, especially with this hanger-on. He glares at Lahu. Oh, oh I, d- I didn't realize it was like that. Oh, we can we can discuss it later. Gish will put his hand on Lahu's shoulder and says, Lahu is a trustworthy fellow. While business-minded, he... Kind of saved us a second ago. Saved us, he looks around and says, from bureaucratic uh, dilemmas. Not sure if any guards are listening. But I understand if, if you feel more comfortable telling us, you know, in a more private setting. Of course, but I'm I'm leaving whenever they get this horse hitched. Oh, that's pretty soon. Oh, yes, time uh, is of the utmost importance, apparently. Uh, okay, well, would it be rude if I asked Tehan to give us a mo- I mean, if I asked Lehu to give us a moment? Uh, Lehu looks pissed. Like, this guy is impugning his name right in front of him and seems like it's just not the uh the the right thing to do especially whenever a lot of people are watching to clock an old man ah okay i i i sidebar with lahu i'm like are you okay <sighs> i hoped this man would die on the road plans to drag our name through the mud well let, let me see if i can talk to him and, and smooth things out would you mind giving us a moment with him that seems pretty sly roll of persuade well the 19 in persuasion very well. I don't want to stand here and watch him throw mud anyway. And he steps away, and you see him stalk off to a nearby place that seems to be serving drinks and food to the soldiers who aren't currently working. Mm-hmm. He'll turn back around to Carter and he'll say, all right, so what's what's going on? Well, I hear there's something big going on in Black Hill. Lady Milan, your, your, your brother is running it. Come again? Well, I, d- I don't know what it is, but he's there and he's in charge. Eden, your brother's alive? Like, you told us you, like, lost track of him, or... Wait, Wait no, didn't... You told us he got missing, right? He went missing, right? Yeah, well, this is out of character. Didn't we... Did did we discuss this at all after... No, you never it... told us what, what Carter told you. Okay. That's what I thought, but... Okay, wanted to make sure. He's able to say... I mean, you told us he went missing, but... Yeah, um, Lewis and I actually had a little bit of a conversation about this before we had our encounter with the dragon. But this Wait, is what? information. He seems confused and then flares his nostrils. I will catch you up later, I promise. Right. Awkward smile. Ding! <laughs> Apparently they need this information there. So that's where I'm going, not back to the library, but to Black Hill, the center of learning in the world. He does this last part very sarcastically. And sorry, what sort of information are you taking there? The tablet. He's taking the tablet. Whatever's on that tablet. Ah, ah, ah. Right, right, right. Sorry. Some sort of transference gobbledygook of gobbledygook. energy. Of, not energy. Yeah, energy. He's just struggling to recall all this because, once again, he's not an educated man. 
Close enough. Can Sten try to get some some brief quiet time with Carter? Wait, hang uh, on real quick. I, I have something I need to ask. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. I understand that you're in a hurry, but I was wondering, is there any chance that you might be able to add one more to your party? Because if this is the case, I really feel like I should come with you. I don't know if I'll get another chance like this. Oh, uh, I, I have a bit of sway here. I, I could absolutely convince them to wait. How long do you need to get ready? I can be ready, oh gosh, I can be ready in half an hour. Well, all right then. I, I'll, I will tell them right away. And, and he like starts to back away as if he's going to go bother the, all the hobgoblins that are getting the carts ready, but waiting to see if you're cool with that. Yeah, two, two thumbs up. Very well. He goes off and says that the, the other crew seems to be upset, but not that upset. They'll get over it. Oh, you're leaving. I well, was... I'll, I'll come back. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, my head is spinning. It's just that if I have this opportunity, I, I have to take it. Right. No, it's, it's your brother. No, I, I get it. He seems quiet and contemplative and just, just I nods. know you're going to miss me terribly. You're going to cry yourself to sleep every night. It's okay. Happens he to me seems... a lot. He seems less contemplative. <laughs> okay. The crew seems to be less rushed now, and you guys are still in the center of the courtyard. Well, I guess if you need us, Carter, should he meet you or at the Toe Jam and Troll, or did you want to come back and meet him? Eat? Sorry, repeat that. You artifacted for me. Basically, he's just asking if you're gonna if if you're gonna like go back and get your stuff and then meet him in a half hour. I was just gonna get my stuff together okay. and then try to talk with you guys to figure out, if possible, where we might be able to find each other again, even okay. though I don't really know how long this is going to take. Oh, um, I mean, I know I probably need to go back to Medina, to the Hamels, drop off the hammer with Doop. It's Doop, right? It's not Moop. Moop was, Moop was the one in the hammer. Yes, Moop was the one in the hammer, and Doop is the knee breaker. I don't know how long that's going to take. I mean, actually, how long would that take me, James? By normal means, there are two routes. One is overland, and it would take you about a month to get there and back. And one is if you are able to convince the elves to let you take the river down, it would be much shorter to get there, but the same amount of time to get back. Well, maybe I can meet you in Black Hill. I mean, I think I have to get the Absol Empire at some point, because I think this sword requires me to. At this point, are you guys headed back to the Toe and Troll? I would have to be. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, who waves at you as you leave? He's got a drink and he's kind of fuming into it now. Okay, uh, I'll just say I'll I'll walk over to make sure once more that he's okay, just because I don't want him to suffer that indignity, or at least get the feeling that we didn't care, and then uh, leave him to his drink. Yeah, he's pissed, but it seems like he'll get over it maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, so as you guys are headed back and planning this out, you get back into the Toe Jam and Churl. As you do, Galena, you see some familiar figures around a table nearby hmm. guys that are at their usual table so to speak is there a drink in front of the snobby one <laughs> yes there's a drink in front of everyone except for the cowl the figure she sh shapes water and splashes him in the face with it have you done this more than once yes he immediately i'm gonna i'm actually gonna give him a deck save against this He's just grown accustomed to it. He rolls a five. The drink splashes up into his face and he just stands fuming. This sort of officious, bureaucratic looking man with uh, pulled black back black hair and spectacles stands up with uh, wine dripping from his face and yells out into the room. Galena, why do you let her stay here? 
and he like points at the tired looking uh proprietor of the place she did this to me but to everyone else he just looks like a madman <laughs> the hell what the hell did you do glenna he's really annoying the rest of you see that this man stands up from a table where there is a sort of square-jawed, short-haired-looking knight fella in half-plate, a more educated-looking man with black hair and a ponytail, and then... He, oh, he was... Yes, he, he was, was the one. He was the one with the towel. Mm-hmm. And then there is a figure hunched away from you under a cloak. But the other ones seem to be trying to calm their compatriot, but he is red-faced, blustering, and coming at you. Galena. Galena... She puts on her most innocent expression and kind of hides, not hides, but like steps between Gij and Sten, Stenzi. They're both there, right? Indeed I am. Yeah. Um, she links arms with them and kind of pulls them in front of her slightly and goes, I don't know why he has it out for me. He's just so rude. I don't know what his problem is. And can I roll performance? Are you trying to convince your own party? <laughs> no, I'm trying to convince the rest of the people and maybe some someone will come to my aid and tell him to back off or something. Ah, okay. All right. Make a make a make a deception. I think that's this is a straight deception. No, not a performance. No. <laughs> okay, fine. When she does this, Geesh flares his nostrils once again, but now he's smelling bullshit. Well, you know she's lying. Yeah, I know. That's why it's like what is this? Galena rolled a 24 in deception. As this man is blustering across the room, the uh, silver-haired waitress steps in front of him and, like, is in the way, but puts one hand on his chest. She's about 10 or 15 feet away from you when she stops him, and he looks so mad and is about to push by her, but she leans forward and whispers something to him, and he looks mad and then confused, and then he looks extra confused and then he looks mad again and then he turns on heel and stalks off back to his table and pulling out a towel and toweling off his face <laughs> the waitress turns towards you and starts walking up eden are you in a rush because you have maybe 15 minutes of spare time yeah i guess i have to be in a rush okay so do you want to run upstairs and start packing yeah i shall do that okay Eden um, runs up the stairs, and Eve flies through the hole in the floor, joins <laughs> you in the room. You hear just a, a packing montage begin. Galena smiles at the waitress as she's walking towards them, and then ends up next to Sariel and starts nudging Sariel urgently, but trying to be sly. Uh, Sariel will kind of catch on that Galena's trying to be a little bit subtle, and she'll just sort of raise her raise her eyebrows like, yeah, what's, what's up? Uh, Galena nods towards the waitress. And she's, like, smiling again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Does she look familiar? Uh, does she? Does she? Oh. Does she? <laughs> Roll an investigation. What is Galena on about? Does <laughs> she? Does she? Eric, want to get on this? Um, does she? Does, does she? she? <laughs> I was trying to think of a nautical way to say that, but I couldn't. Who's, who's, that, <laughs> who's that girl? Uh, sorry, I rolled a 20 in investigation. We're all rolling pretty good today. Yes. As you are looking at this person and the way they move seems familiar, then her hair splits for just a moment and you catch snipped ear tips. Aww, snap. And Lori, aka Lorian, comes up and says, 
Hey, uh, it's good to see you guys again. I wanted to set you guys up in a private room. Is that okay? You've been such good patrons and you're dropping a lot of money. James, can can he roll investigation? Because this is pretty fishy. Uh, It would be insight for you to see if this is fishy or not. Well, because she's like, do they look familiar? Do they look familiar? Well, for what Gish sees is Galena go, eh, eh? And then Sariel just like furrow her eyebrows. Okay, I rolled a 14 in insight. Seems like you're being comped a room. Okay. Gish looks incredulous at the situation. I feel that would be fitting of an aristocratic Navy man like myself. So yes, thank you, sir. She just looks so confused at Stan. <laughs> Sariel will uh, will be like, yeah, yes, that sounds very nice. Thank you. Okay. Lori leads you back into the kitchen and down into the cellar, which you see some guys who are just sort of uh, tapping a keg and bringing it up the stairs that part for you. And they seem a little bit like, oh, people are down here, but they don't stop you or anything. And she brings you into a what looks like a private room. It is well furnished. It looks like a place where uh, wealthy people would play cards for exorbitant amounts of money. And Whoa. there is a full bar of just whatever you want there. Whoa, hey lady, I don't I don't gamble. Not my thing. I, on the other hand, do. <laughs> With our joint ledger. Not no! tonight you don't. <laughs> no. I kid, of course. I kid. Okay. Just, some, okay. just some navy humor. Uh, <laughs> he's just trying to brace Sten's sense of humor. She closes the door behind you guys and says, I want you all to relax. It's Lorian. I'm in a different body. It's a thing the druids can do. Don't worry about it. Uh, a different body. Galena sits slowly, tapping her chin. I just I had no idea such a thing disguising. was possible. <laughs> I just kind of assumed that Lorian was like a level 20 makeup wizard. <laughs> what, what, what do you people yeah. want us to do now? I thought we did enough for you guys. Oh, this isn't for me. Uh, well, kind of... Eh, eh. It's less for the elves and more for, uh, let's say it's a family dispute. Anyway, there's some people who are going to come in. Some of them are more friendly than others, but they're all good people. I want you to remember that, okay? And she looks at Galena specifically. Galena looks at the ceiling. Okay, just wait here. Uh, drink whatever you want. It's fine. I'll be back. Hey, and well, uh, she no, leaves the uh, room. No, hey, hey. Yes? Geesh? What if, I, what if I don't want to get caught up in this elf business again? You can leave. I would leave now, actually, if you what? don't want. And it's not elf business, like I said before. Like, is anyone going to die? Like, I, I, I'll help if it saves someone's life. But I knew you'd be in. You people are, so, ah, like, so dependable. He starts to leave the room now that she's acting like that. He, he, I can't even remember. They. He's trying to make a show that he's not going to put up with this. But he sees Kleniston and Sariel's still there. He's like, fine. He goes back in. She leaves for a moment. Do you guys partake of any of the beverages in there? It appears to be a wall of, like, nice liquors. Yeah. Yes, especially if there's rum. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Galena finds you a nice rum and pulls it off the uh, shelf and pours you a couple glasses. Galena starts saying to Stenzi, so let me teach you a few things about being on the high seas. I have lived my life on the seas. Mm-hmm. Masts and sails. Mm-hmm. Anchors away. This is, this is... is going to quietly <laughs> pour herself a small drink. Yeah, <laughs> when I was on those high seas you mentioned, we were attacked by pirates. Yeah, in a Gish schooner. grabs Gish grabs some sake, some Abzal sake, pours himself and Sariel a small cup of it. <laughs> As you guys have downed your first glasses, Lorian steps back in with that table of gentlemen in tow, and 
as the door closes behind the cloaked figure, it stands up and the cloak disappears in a shimmer and you see an eye of Aramain. At this Ariel's point, gonna pour herself another drink. Gage will put his hand over his to tell her he doesn't want any, and then just goes, yo. Galena, when she sees the eye of Aramain out of the corner of her eye, she shudders and drinks and then kind of huddles, like turns away from him. I guess the important question is, do we recognize this eye of Aramain? Is he the one we didn't murder out of the only ones we've met? No, it is not Shaw. Damn. Well, so far as you can tell, this eye of Aramain is wearing an impassive mask with an eye on it. The only thing different about this outfit is this one has uh, twin short swords coming out from behind them with snake motifs on the hilts. And the eye, which on the other eye of Aramain's mask, just a big eye in the center, was blank. This one has bloodshot little lines drawn into it. Mm. You guys want to hear a joke? He says to them because they're not attacking. The uh, more educated fella looks to you and says, sure. So I've got this scroll of levitation that I'm reading, but wouldn't you know it, I can't put it down. Galena spits out her drink <laughs> over by the bar. The educated man just like twists his mouth at you, but the knight like snirks just <clears throat> and then tries to look serious. The man who was super mad at Galena not a moment ago seems very unimpressed, but the Eye of Aramain seeing that Galena looks so uncomfortable when she entered the room, steps up and you hear a feminine voice emerge. Tarvik was too cruel to be truly effective. Had one of my students been assigned to you, you would not live in fear. I suspect we wouldn't live at all. <laughs> oh, wait, are you talking to us? Giji now points at himself with his thumb. He's like, are we talking to Galena? I was speaking to Galena. The oh. rest of you seem to be tolerating my presence. Galena shudders a little bit and then turns around with kind of like a forced smile on her face and goes, I know that you're just another person in those clothes, but I kind of still have nightmares about that outfit. Again, that is not our way. Okay. He was a showboat. Well, I guess I am too. I'm going to say that Galena gets up and sits next to the learned looking man, the one with the glasses that was previously in the towel. He leans over with a bottle of something nice he picked up off the shelf and refills your drink and then pours himself one. Cool. And then gestures, everybody sit. Is Lori still in the room? Yes. Gij will walk over to her with the bottle and then very quietly say, what do you want us to do? Uh, listen, mostly. He feigns a smile and says, okay, and then goes back to his seat. The uh, grumpy, pretentious man looks over at you, Sten, and says, drop that ridiculous facade. Even she's in her normal guise, and points at the uh, Eye of Aramain. I don't know whatever you might mean. <laughs> Sten's deeply hurt, and in his mind, he's like, I spent a day as a dog, I get to spend a day as a Navy man, damn it. Gish motions to Sten to come sit with him from across the table. Like Stan you will, will follow. Like you ignore those bad men. Come sit over here. <laughs> Thank you, Gige. Have my back as always. Of course. So, do you all sit down at the table, or does anybody uh, stand? It seems like the Eye of Aramain is just standing over a seat rather than sitting down. Yeah, no, I'm gonna sit. I've got my back to the wall. Uh, I'm nice and trapped. With any hope, if things go bad, Lorian will get killed. <laughs> but yeah, if I've I survived a dragon for two rounds, so I'm not too anxious about them pulling some shenanigans in here. The more learned-looking fella, who is now sitting next to Galena, taps his drink on the table and says, Inquisitor Gro, could you do the honors? 
and Gro stands up and does some arcane gestures, slaps his hand down on the center of the table. A rune appears. As you guys can see Stan, at least in the corner of your eye, he like ripples for a second and reveals himself, but then his his uh, sailor form comes back and Whoa. Mr. Gro says, we're private now. The uh, young but educated looking man says, I guess I call to gather a meeting of the middle children and guests. And he gestures over at you guys. Does anybody have anything to report? Yeah, I have something to report. Yes, Geesh? Why the hell are we here? Fine question. He looks over at Lorian and she just smiles at him and looks he looks back at you. You've been identified as potential recruits. For your middle children organization? Ah, uh, yes. It seems like you've been uh, in our organization without knowing it, doing everything that we do. His face looks less than enthused. I'm an only child. You guys kill dragons and hunt monsters? Uh, not usually. I fail to understand the connection. Right? Maybe you should be joining our organization. It's pretty cool. We've got a ledger and everything. I saw. Well, the primary tenet of our organization is we don't take sides. As you can see, we have a representative from all major powers around here. And we realize that there are some problems that we should share our resources on rather than posturing against each other all the time. You don't need to share anything you feel would be detrimental to your own side, but we believe that there are no sides. There is only the living. That sounds noble. Isn't it just? So this is Gro that's saying this, right? No, this was uh, Agent Abel. I'm sorry, they go around and introduce themselves. (laughs) He stops and says, I'm very sorry. We're only used to having ourselves at the table. Or people who are already in the know. Spies. Like me. Uh, I am Agent Abel. He points to the knight next to him. This is Agent Kane. Uh, Really? They aren't real names. (laughs) He then points to the Eye of Aramain. Uh, This is the Bloodless Eye. And Inquisitor Gro from the Freelance. Villana looks at Abel and says, That's not your real name? Of course not. We can't let anybody know our free name. Well, you know my name. You don't have to tell people your real name. I mean, you've kind of caught us with our pants down because apparently we have a reputation that precedes us and you know our names. Well, everyone knows your names. You've made quite a splash. When do we get to catch them with their pants down? (laughs) Galetta looks at Abel. Didn't you have... He blushes. (laughs) Didn't you have some days where we weren't here where you could have done that? Mm. Really quick, James. I'm guessing as he introduced himself as Agent Abel, is he part of the Empire? Yes, he has oh, a oh. very clear Empire accent, as does Agent Kane. Oh, they're both from the Empire. Can I can I look at them and see if there's anything I can I can get from them, like what you know ministry they're from or or department of the ridiculous, redundant, and unruly Empire government? Uh, <laughs> you suspect that they're agents of some subdivision of the Office of Diplomacy and Foreign Commerce. But roll a history, see how how close you can pin who they are at least being at the moment. I rolled a 19 in history. You can see that Agent Kane is very clearly wearing the regalia of a knight from Medina, and Agent Abel is of a aspiring scholar from Umbria. But they have empire accents? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Do you want to bring it up to them? Yeah. Uh, you will say, why do you two have empire accents? Because we're spies, and we're in a room where nobody can hear us. Oh, you don't normally talk like this. No. Oh. I don't normally look like this. Yes. If yes. we're being honest. We know. I don't know how to turn back. 
as you are thinking that, you realize that like there's just like this itchy feeling on your skin, and if you think about it hard enough, it starts to go away. Wait, can you it's put, happening. It's wait, happening. Don't no, don't take it off. Can you put it back on? There's only one scroll. Like didn't it's gone, right? The scroll's been I used. Can't. I'm just going to stay like this, everyone. I think I look good. Let's not talk about it any longer. <laughs> okay. All right. Sariel's gonna knock back a shot. So <laughs> if we if we do agree, if we join, what does that entail, really? It entails that you share information with us, and we share information with you. We don't actually intend for you to join us right away. We just realize that something may be going down, and you may have information we need. Also, access that we may need. We know that you were coming from the Vlavale, but you went through the Cold Forge and in- interacted with a, a man named Carter. And at this point, the Eye of Aramain unfolds her arms and says, I was the one who acquired this information. They were aiding Carter in retrieving a tablet. And let me guess, this tablet has some like arcane and very powerful information that your government, he's looking at the Eye of Aramain, is going to use in a very dangerous way. The Eye of Aramain just like looks at you for a second, but doesn't say no. I've been involved in a number of operations of people who are expressing doubts. These people are arcane masters. I have seen some of their notes before I was forced to burn them, and it seems that our Empress plans to do something that they deem very dangerous. Well, yeah, we sabotaged your last plan, of course. Oh, so the Empress is just as crummy as Kui is then? Sariel just kind of, like, swats at him. It was a good move, because those of you who aren't Gij see the Eye of Aramain just, like, clench a fist and inch towards one of her swords. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. I should like the people who tried to kill us repeatedly. Yeah, I forgot. Sariel gently but firmly continues to swat Gij. So in exchange for us sharing information with you, I know we can't expect you to be fully transparent with your own information, but what else could we... And she just kind of, not quite drunkenly, but definitely approaching approaching it, <laughs> gestures. What sort of aid could we expect in, in this deal? Primarily information, Agent Abel responds, and he goes on to say, We've called this meeting primarily because there have been a number of things connected with the Avzal, and it appears that even our agents within the Avzal don't know what it is. At this point, the Eye of Aramain nods. But Kane, tell them, tell them what you saw. Agent Kane stands up stiffly and says in a parade ground style tone, Following the Avzal's invasion of the Waykalar, there were unusual occurrences reported by the Order of Mysteries, and Hadrian forces were dispatched to destroy a portal to the Far Realms in a kobold ruin. The Avzal denied any knowledge. We have determined that this is false, based off of interrogations and other information corroborating. He then sits down and looks over at Abel, who gives him a nod. What he means to say is, we think that someone, not everybody is getting the orders they think they're getting, and they're planning something big. Inquisitor Gro leans back in his chair and says, Yes, I've interrogated quite a few cultists in the Freelands who seem to have some connection to the Avzal, and they were also dealing with portals to the Far Plane. But where not, they've been dealt with. He will take his hat off and then rub his hand into his blindfold and take his small book that he writes things down in and puts it on the table. And then he says, what's the Far Plane? I doubt your mind could grasp the concept, but there are the elemental planes, the plane above and below, order and chaos. And then there are the planes of life and death. But beyond that is the far plane. Hmm. 
It's probably like that I think we killed. I'm pretty sure it must have come from the far plane. Excuse me? You have everybody at the table's attention. Yeah, there's an otherworldly thing, like all tentacly and an eyeball kept yeah. staring at us. Like the it races city. you when it looks at you. Kind of cool. We killed it. Well, I'm for now-ish. I mean, we closed the portal. I'm pretty sure whatever it is probably lives in that other place. Inquisitor Gro looks over at Abel and says, I guess you were right. There was a portal in the Cold Forge. I won't ask you how you knew, but... He looks at the rest of you and just sort of seems impressed, whereas before he was very dismissive of this idea, it seems. There's like seven portals in there. You guys should check it out. Kind of cool. Fire sucks. Well, they're not all to the far plane. Yeah, but, you know, they're, they're other cool things. They're pretty yeah. cool. Like, if you haven't seen some of those places, it's an educational... <laughs> educational experience, then? I'm just trying to fit in here, guys. I don't know. I'm in over my head. Just trying to impress these people who seem he's, good and impressive. He's just going to lean over and give Sten a hug. Thank you. We've be befriended you, mushrooms worldwide. He will mutter to Sten, notice they don't have any mushrooms here. You don't well, yeah, feel, that's a shame. You don't have to feel intimidated by them. Oh, good point. Ha! Yes, it's good that you've come to us. We will be of tremendous value to you. That's what we thought you would be. Uh, especially if we could get a hold of Eden. We were hoping that she could go and spy on her brother. It appears that he may be at the center of her operation in Umbria. I would like to say he's getting some hardcore flashbacks to stuff he's had to do before. And he just he just feels not so crazy about all this. Well, she's getting ready to go now. So, I don't know. So do one of you want to go get her? She's going to be leaving with Carter in like... Two minutes ago? Three minutes ago? The Eye of Aramain stands up. I've shared all the information necessary to, for you to complete your plan. I will go inform her. And then turns on heel to swish out the door with her cape. Okay, well, there was a monster in the Cold Forge, and it was an eye, and it tried to take memories. No, no, it tried to read memories, but we closed the portal. I don't know, is there anything more you guys want to know about that? Both Grow and Abel have brought out their own journals and are asking you for every detail that you know and can remember. Do you leave it at what you just said, or do you give them a more detailed account? How affable are they being? Uh, Grow is, he's maybe not being nice, but he's being very interested. And Abel has been affable from the very beginning. Gij will look to the rest of the group and be like, kind of struggle, like, should we tell them? Look, he, want, he wants to check with the group before he starts to share information. He doesn't want anyone to feel like they've been put in a bad way. And then he'll quite oddly say, I kind of don't want to tell them too much, because if they turn on us, I would like them to still need us. Abel smiles super widely at you, and it's like, you're already one of us. Mm, uh -uh. Well, so try as you may. It's in, your, it's in your soul, I can tell. Maybe like part of the truth. Maybe we could start somewhere, Galinda says. I'm fine with it. Sariel's kind of fidgeting with her, uh, with her glass. Things like that. Things like what we face down there. The more information that people have about it, it's probably better. So now that the group has sort of confirmed that they feel okay with him sharing it, he will give information. He will start recounting this, uh, the tale. But quite noticeably to the rest of the group, he's not mentioning Moop and that the hammer was magical. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, he'll, he'll give him the rundown, but he's not going to mention Moop and that the hammer was, was, was a radiant weapon. Do you tell them anything about the kobolds? Yes, I do tell them about the kobolds. Gij will mention that they ran into kobolds, and he'll quickly scan to the rest of the group to see if they have an expression like, oh man, you're mentioning that? Does anyone Sariel make any... will shake her head slightly. When he sees Sariel shake her head, he puts a hand up and then leans in very close and says, what if the kobolds could be part of this organization? Are you talking to the agents or are you talking He's to... He's talking to Sariel. Sariel. So out of character, 
and I was just going to play this as Sariel being slightly tipsy and not getting details, but they were saying something about the way Kalar and Kobold ruins, and I didn't quite get it. Ah, okay. Uh, it, you can ask him. He will expand on that. He gave you a very clinical report of, like, this happened there, we went, kicked ass. When Gish mentions Kobolds, Sariel will shake her head slightly and uh, direct her attention back to the others and say, you said something about Kobold ruins? In the Wicklar? Agent Kane shifts his chair back again and stands up. Yes, the Maltish's invasion of the Wicklar resulted in a number of ancient kobold temples and structures being destroyed and looted. One of them that we believe to be empty was pointed out to us by the Order of Mysteries. A strike team was brought in upon the Grey Nimbus, and we destroyed the aperture. He will noticeably turn his head to demonstrate that he's looking at Sariel and then be like, is it cool? Do you feel I should continue to not, like, like, should I, can I give more, or should I stay shush about that? Agent Kane goes on to say, it did not appear to be a kobold-run operation. There were some kobold cultists, but the majority of the people there were goblins. Sariel nods. Internally, she's conflicted. Like, she doesn't want to say too much about the murder puppies, but she understands that information is important to share. I guess she'll, she'll nod at Gige. She can't really think of a way where they would put the kobolds at risk by sharing this. So once he's given her the okay... Even though she's in a tipsy state, he still trusts her ability to make these calls. He'll elaborate on the kobolds and explain that, you know, they had befriended them and eventually one of them had turned into a friendly dragon. You get a lot of raised eyebrows as the story goes on, but they're pretty mundane reactions when you're like, oh yeah, and then we killed a dragon. The moment in which Gro and Abel react overly much is when you tell them how large the portal was. They uh, both... Stop writing. Inquisitor Grow looks over to you and surely you jest. Sariel very seriously shakes her head. It's not an exaggeration. If it was a joke, I would have asked if you wanted your joke to start. They both silently nod and then continue writing as your story goes on. But we will cut to Eden in the street. As you were packing, Eden, did you uh, pack really fast and then run out the door? Or are you thinking, I've got some time. I will make sure I pack everything together and then go back downstairs and get a drink and then go. Well, not to get a drink, but at least to say goodbye, assuming I can find everybody. No one's here. They all left, apparently. That sucks. All right. Well, I guess they just hate me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I'll have to skip that part. So as you step out onto the street, after taking a quick look around and asking, it appears they uh, they left. Like, everybody who you ask seems to think that they just disappeared. But as you step into the street, possibly with the hope of finding them on the way there, you uh, see Sariel pop out behind you. Whoa, okay, where did everybody go? And what is going on? Oh, we went downstairs and we found these people. They're very helpful. And I know you're going to see your brother, but we really thought just as a group, we got together, we talked about it. I know we should have involved you, but we thought that you might want to try to see what he's doing but without confronting him too much directly. Because they think he might be doing something bad. Who something... thinks he's doing something bad? Uh, we do. Stan does. Why? Uh, because you mentioned that he's an architect and a wizard of incredible power. And, you know, he would be extremely capable of doing the, the construction that you saw in, I mean, that we saw in Hamill's Crossroad. Sorry, he'll just like stands there awkwardly and smiles at you. Eden's eyes narrow. What have you guys been up to? Oh, you know what? Ugh, never mind. I can't make any promises, okay? But I will attempt, when I get there, 
to see what I can observe from afar before I try to bombard him. But you got to understand that this is a big deal and I really want to see him and talk to him. That's all we can ask for. I mean, family comes first. Right. And then she stands there and smiles at you and is like, okay, bye. And then Wait. steps back into the... <laughs> what? Yes? I just, you know, wanted to let you know that uh, I'll miss you guys. Of course, we'll miss you too. And we'll definitely get a scroll of sending to tell you where we are. Yes, yes, perfect. Wonderful. Don't get yourself hurt or killed. Oh, we won't. I'm as tough as I look. Oh, I know. And then she does like a little like rawr hand at you. <laughs> I'll do one back. <laughs> and then Sariel steps back in. All right, we come back to you guys inside. So Gisha's finished the story. It's, it's, yeah. They continue to look at this and this, this is bad. Whatever this is, it can't be here. And with the tablet that he recovered being about energy transference, massive energy transference between planes, I can only assume that whatever is going on there is related. So we should probably take some steps to stop it, but we don't know what it is. And if we can't just go in there and cry foul, because no one will believe us. Well, why don't you guys just destroy the tablet? We have considered destroying the tablet and murdering Carter. But whoa, whoa, no one said murder. I don't know where murder came from. The tablet is in his mind now. Hmm. He's a very intelligent man. And while it may come to that, we as a group have decided that that is not the best course of action, especially because it may not be as important as we think it is. Okay. We really need to gather more information. And that's why we were hoping to recruit you. We don't have that many agents. Normally we have more time and the threats are more obvious. Alright then, so do you guys need a say from us to hear whether we're in on this, or is this going to be a gradual thing like you suggested earlier? We are going to invite you to our next meeting. If you can come with information, we would be most pleased. Uh, well, I mean, given that I'm going back to Hamels, and Sten, you want to go to the Precious Y. That is my journey, yes. Uh, it might be hard for us to pull off a meeting. Well, if you can make it a month from now in Black Hill, then you're welcome. Inquisitor Gro looks over to you, Sten, and says, you should make sure to kill that imposter. Which imposter? Oh, that imposter. Yes, I haven't met him yet, but that's probably where things are trending. Either that or I'll become best friends. He just looks incredulous at you and then continues writing notes. Do you have any information you give, Sten? Because you seem to know something. Well, the only information we have is that it's a very, shall we say, educated orc who seems to know a lot about military tactics. Like myself. Military tactics. Oh, one of us really needs to go with you, Sten. I'm sure I'll fumble away my way to victory somehow. Befriend my way. Force and fire my... It's going to be fine. I got this chosen one, right? Chosen one. Yes, yes, we heard. And I, I can't leave Olo to his fate, which he may well have already met. But I can't leave him to his fate. Inquisitor Gro looks confused, but Lorian speaks up and says, Yes, he has some support in the Preshswai already from the shamans. And Gro looks pleased. Oh, I mean, since you guys think this is related to Eden's brother, there were some silver things being placed in the basements of Hamels, or in the foundations, rather. I'm going back there. Do you guys know anything about that? That is part of our main concern, because you uncovered that. It's when you first came to our attention. Oh. There's been some research, but nothing conclusive. But then again, we haven't heard from them for over two or three weeks. So when you check in, be sure to check in with the High Cleric. He may have more information. And do you think the business that Sten's tied up with, does that have to do anything with what the Empress is doing? We know that the King of Umbria has been provoking more 
and that we can only assume Eden's brother has somehow convinced him that victory is assured because he has become much more confrontational regarding the orcs of the Precious Y, whereas previously he was willing to live and let be, Mm. as well as the orcs have become much more confrontational. Any information you can get about what's going on with those two (sighs) groups is good. Well, okay, I mean, an assassin was sent to try and kill Olo so that he would not send Sten back that way. I assume you captured this assassin and they confessed that they were hired by someone within the Ansel? so many words but yes yes the assassin told us it was someone it was an obgoblin at the very least yes we are trying to trace back exactly what group is doing this and they were described as what was it uncharacteristically handsome is that how she described him i think so yeah she described the hobgoblin as handsome hmm. he is now scratching his head trying to recall things and says i think that's everything i can recall he looks at everyone else i mean you guys probably knew that the what was it, Sten? Who was it? That guy? Faustat? What guy? Faustat? No. Was was he part of the Church of Mordrin? Oh no, not Mordrin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not right. Right. It was the House of Stone. House of Stone. House of Stone. But the god is named Moradin. Moradin. Yeah, yeah. Moradin. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. You guys probably know well, now that Sten's corrected. Keish, you guys probably know about the House of Stone being tied with that stuff. Yes, they're in somewhat of a pickle now, uh, politically. All right then. Yeah, I think that's everything we know. The rune in the center of the table that's been kind of actively pulsing gently the whole time begins to flicker and Gro picks up his book and says, Right, well, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. He looks at Galena, not entirely, however, and then starts to stalk out of the room and all the agents start to pick up their supplies and get ready to go. Does anybody do anything as the these guys hastily pack up? Galena will turn to Abel and say, so what, what do you want for dinner? Uh, noodles. There's a place in the southeastern part of town. What do you think? That sounds good. Okay, I'll meet you there at sundown. And he smiles and then uh, turns around and hurries out the door oh, with wait, a cane actually, in tow. As they start to leave, he says, hey, is Bloodless coming back? I don't know, Abel says to you, but hopefully you don't see her until the next meeting. He smiles really big and steps out the door. Hmm. Well, all right. Usual pour himself out another small cup of sake, and that is it. He had two. Lorian stays in the room with you guys and asks relatively bluntly, Where do you all intend to go? Preshly. Good. Never been. Here it's lovely. I guess I'm going to go to Hamels. I guess I can't come help you, Sten. I will miss you all greatly. It would probably be unwise for anybody to go with Sten, as you would be seen as an outsider. It would weaken his claim if he intends to try to take it. Even if I go with Sten as, as his hype dwarf? I doubt there would be any need for a hype dwarf, and it'd be an awfully hard thing to sell. I'm not doubting your abilities. Hype dwarves? Hype, hype dwarves are a core part. I am offended, sir. Offended. <laughs> hype dwarves, it is well known, are a core part of ancient orcish culture, which I, of course, deeply know about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't have any, perhaps seedier contacts that you might want to check in with i know you know quite a few pirates me yeah don't you think that would be a possibly better use of your time oh i haven't seen them in a while why do you know something no that's the reason why i would want you to check out because they might know something people often use criminal elements to move things they want unseen (laughs) okay i know that do you want to go with me there's some awkwardness between me and the captain, honestly. 
Oh, if you need my assistance, I was planning on going to Black Hill or Zograda, depending on which place seemed like I could use my skills more. But if you need my help, I'd be glad to go. Well, it'd be nice to have someone's help, I guess. But yeah, I can check in with them. I just hope Old Salty has moved on, honestly. Huh, maybe you should go to the Press Y. <laughs> hmm. Well, if you really need inf- information from the privateers, and I can talk to them. If you think you can, definitely. But I don't want to send you into danger, which is also the reason why I don't want you to go to the Press Y. It's not dangerous. It was just awkward. Ah. You know, rejected marriage proposals and so forth. Haha, <laughs> okay, that tracks. Yeah. Well, at least we know he has good sense. <laughs> I don't know. I was a bit young for him. Mm. Lorian's like lip curls a little bit, but then uh, looks down at Sariel and smiles. So, where is your esteemed leader off to? I Sariel just said I was going to up. Hamel. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That crosstalk was perfect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you think Sariel's the leader? That's what I assumed. Was that not the case? Gij then quickly looks between Galena and Sten like, what? Did I miss I didn't even know there was a leader. I thought we just kind of wandered around. Yeah, I thought we all kind of worked together. Okay. Oh, how interesting. I barely remember how I got here. Communism. Um, Yay. I'm confident that I'm not the leader. That's all I know. So are you guys Ben gonna... is definitely the leader. <laughs> no, clearly, clearly it's the mushrooms. They've infected our subconscious and have compelling us, been compelling us to do things. Go on. Like, this is something I've thought about a little bit. And it's it's either, it's a split between going with Gige or going with Eden, I guess. Lorian looks down at you. I'm sure they both would benefit from your presence. But uh, surely you have some contacts in the libraries of Zagrada. Sarah will nod thoughtfully. Yeah, it might be good to touch bases there. As the bloodless eye said, there's been kind of a, a disagreement between the smarter folk over there. I can look into that. And those that d- disagreed too strongly ended up dead, so maybe don't disagree overly much. Nothing wrong with taking a casual visit to connect with old colleagues, I suppose. Indeed. You'll say, so are you guys going to set us up with some scrolls of sending, or...? Well, I can tell you right now that there is an arcanist in town who could absolutely help you with that. And you certainly have the money to afford it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Look, I've been working as a barmaid. I don't have enough to help you out with that. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just... I don't know. thought this group had resources, but I guess it's just information. Yes, if we threw too much coin about it, we'd be a little bit too obvious. Mm-mm. At this point, Lorian looks around and looks like we all know where we're going, and then puts her hand out to Sariel's shoulder and says, Would you like to have a drink? Oh. Sariel visibly sobers up a little bit. I think that perhaps I've already had too much. Oh, no! Say yes! <laughs> yes! How about a walk, then? Oh. That would be nice. <laughs> uh... She does the crook of the arm uh, offer and will walk out with you if you if you don't protest. Galena's like uh, holding on to Gija's elbow and kind of like dancing. Uh, sorry, sorry, we'll use uh, Lorian's arm to steady herself as she gets up. <laughs> get it, girl! <laughs> no! The night air will do you good. As you get out and after a short while, Lorian fills you in on what they have been doing for the last three or so weeks since you saw them last and tells you that they are under the effect of true polymorph. That, for some reason, the only thing that will not change, and Archdrude Bronwyn says that it's purely psychological, is the uh, injured ears. Oh. But says this all in a jovial, catching-up kind of way, and completely understands if you're 
not into this new form. Thrail's not not into this new form. But we will cut away from that and the listeners can assume what they will. Assume away, listeners. <laughs> Give us that fan fiction. Don't. <laughs> okay, so the rest of you, what do you do for the rest of the night? Immediately after leaving this small meeting room, he says, how did I get caught up in cloak and dagger stuff again? I... Uh... He seems defeated. <laughs> He'll look to Glenna and, and say, I guess I'm going to go get some scrolls of sending. Did you guys want to come with me or? I have a dinner date, actually. Right. Right. It actually seems a little late to go to a storefront. You and Stan well, should get a drink. And then Glenna heads out for her date. Hey, is, is Carter already gone? Because I wanted to talk to him before and didn't get a chance. That's one thing Sten could do is run to the gate and see if he uh, can catch him before they leave. Okay, yes, I will go catch up with Carter. Sten, you run to the gate with your unnaturally fast feet, and you see that Carter is still standing at the gate, impatiently and annoyedly tapping his feet and looking down as one of the many carts in his caravan is still being lowered down by one of the winches, the horses nervously pawing their way down this slope. I'm uh, still a hobgoblin, right? Yes. He looks over at you and he's like, Ho! I, I didn't catch your name. Carter! It is Sten. Oh! I'm in disguise as Stenzi, though. Very secret. Yes, clever. Good one. I'm not actually a sailor. Uh, yes, we're quite far away from any body of water. Why? Why? I mean, he like leans in. Why would you take on a sailor, guys? This is the sort of book learning I've been missing, Carter. Somehow it seems to have worked, however. I played it that well. Well, I, 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 I assumed you belonged here. You know, you really should should get a, a more ridiculous hat. To really make you stand I out. I was thinking the same thing all day. I will be honest with you. I blame Eden, frankly, who did not give me a comical enough hat. But uh, that's neither here nor My there. bad. Carter, we killed a dragon. Did anyone tell you that? No. So you did actually slay the dragon. We slayed a dragon. You should have come. Nobody died. Not one. Someone almost died, but it turns out they turned into a dragon themselves. So you would have either survived or become a dragon. So you missed out. That's what I came <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> Carter looks like... Like, he's enthused that you're alive, and he claps your arm, but then as you start saying that, like, nobody died except for one guy almost died, but then he turned into a dragon, he starts to look skeptical. No! Wait, I see that look of disbelief. It's not... No, it's true. You can ask anyone. Ask Eden. She'll tell you. I, I surely will. And She'll you say know it what? more clearly without Stan, rambling as much as me. I imagine that that was your doing. You're the rock at which all the rest of the group is anchored by. I, I appreciate that. I did actually kill the dragon but i had a lot of help from both the rest of the party as well as a demoness and a ghostly weapon you met the ghostly weapon uh, that guy oh yes very helpful that weapon indeed seemed very powerful uh, a, a demon de demoness yes my sword contained a demon that slept with me occasionally i let her go oh what no no, no no nothing seems i'm i i guess i'm glad that you are I, she isn't around is she Oh, no, she very rudely actually departed essentially instantly after we killed the dragon. I, to be honest, feel a little bit rejected. Still stings, maybe a little. I had to stab myself with a sword to release her. Mm. She didn't. I'm, just, she I'm didn't sorry. God, God bless Dan as a character. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself so you can finish this time-sensitive scene now. <laughs> so Anyway, Carter, I just wanted to tell you the exciting news. I, earlier, it seemed like no one really told you all the cool stuff. Somehow, this slips other people's minds, but a lot of cool stuff happened. I'm still wanting to find out about those oozes and how they're all the same ooze. I feel like that is our next target slash friend. You know what? When I get all of my 
a claim from this, I'm going to start a foundation that's purpose will be a bit to figure out just that. Ooh. The Ooze Anthropology Foundation. I would love to help you with that, except that I'd be completely incompetent in doing so. And its its acronym is OAF. Isn't that fun? Yes! Oh, now I want in. <laughs> you know, someone uh, just asked us the name of our group, and I wish I'd had OAF available then. <laughs> well, maybe someday. Anyway, uh, Carter. It seems the carts are about down, and I, I shall take the stairs now. And, and be safe, you you big lummox, you. You as well, you book, you, old, you crotchety old bookworm. You're not <laughs> crotchety. That was not, that was, that was hurtful. That was frankly if any, hurtful. If anyone is crotchety, I am. Excellent. Fair enough. I, I shall miss these witty repartees. As will I. I'll see you again, I'm sure. Don't die. Same to you. And he uh, wanders off down the stairs. And like way down there, you can see Eden who waves up at you. Excellent. And Sten, Sten walking away, he's like, wait, didn't I hear about someone thinking they may want to kill him? Eh, not important. <laughs> you get the cool stuff, not the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Galena, you meet Agent Abel at this uh, nice noodle restaurant, sort of in, near the Hobgoblin compound. It's basically pho. And, Ramen's uh, better, though. Oh, uh, never mind. It's basically ramen. <laughs> yeah. He appears to have picked up a nice bottle of wine. And as you are approaching, you see that Agent Kane is just like there talking to him. And like, as he sees you coming, he like shoes him away and like gives him a foot foot in the butt. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> but uh, you guys sit down to a pleasant evening of whining and dining. Gij, what are you up to? Since you can't buy no scrolls yet. I guess Gij is going to, you know, talk to Sten and um, sort of, as Sten was the first person he had met, he was going to sort of try and spend some time with Sten, and or eventually they would probably all leave tomorrow. Uh, but he sees Sten blaze away with his uh, ridiculously fast speed, and he's like, oh, oh. And he just realizes he's alone now. So he'll go to the bar, and he'll uh, call He'll call for uh, one of the bartenders. Lahu sits down next to you and says, oh. I'll have what he's having. Do you Do you guys have cider? He looks at you and sort of like twists his face. I won't have what he's having. <laughs> yeah, I try not to do the alcohol too much. <laughs> okay. And with that, we will wrap for the evening. Cool. heroes have taken care of their finances, like adults. But after being split up by this clandestine family, will their choices become easier, as only children? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. Would we be able to communicate over long distances by writing stuff in the ledger to each other? Uh, you can certainly try.